Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast 423's After, After Show. Show. Here we are. Johnny, USDGC week, throw pink week. I'm having a hard rock hill. I said I rock I said thrill. Th- rock thrill. I think I, I said the same day. thing about worlds that I'm just having a hard time getting excited. <laughs> okay, well, I feel differently. I'm on site. I'm, you're on site. I think I would feel I'm differently if I were on up. site. I, I, I'm sure once the event gets running and the action starts heating up. I'll probably get excited, but I don't know. Right now, I'm meh. All right. So, well, we'll get there. Since Johnny's we'll a there. regular old stick in the mud, um, here we are. This is the after show. Where <laughs> uh, Johnny doesn't give a shit about anything, and we oh, just ramble. Nothing. Um, no, we're here in the after show. This is a great opportunity for us to pay more attention to what's being said on the YouTube chat as well as the Facebook chat. If there's something you want to ask us or a conversation you'd like us to have or uh, react to, feel free to shoot it to us over there in the chat. Uh, Right off the bat, I'm going to thank our friends at Ace Run Productions. He says, we were the only super chat. Did Terry just lock up? Terry just locked up. We were the only super chat. That's like winning a flex start with no one else in your division. We'll take it. Ace Run Production, thank you for your super chat earlier today. I know I said it on the on the chat. I do appreciate it. Uh Terry does too. I mean, he won't he'll never say it because he's locked up basically. His system just locked up, so he's never going to say it. Um but we do appreciate all the super chats. What else do we have going on? Obviously, we have USDGC week. Is there anything I'm going to come out and say it right now, just based on the data from the uh, play-in events, that I think hole three, I know Terry was talking to Jonathan Poole about it, and it's it's a cool holing concept, but I don't think there's really going to be many birdies on it. So, is that a good hole? If a hole isn't birdied at all, is it a good hole? Or is it just hard wrong? Because it looks like a good hole, but maybe the par should be a par five. I have to see the numbers on what comes up. Because there was not a single birdie on it for the entire um the entire play in event. And, I, and granted you have, you know, just 
Um, not the caliber of players that we have for USTGC playing it, but there's some pretty gosh darn good players out there that a lot of over a thousand rated players that just didn't uh, didn't get that one. So I'm I'm up in the air on hole three, the new three to four. I'm, I'm right now I'm leaning towards don't like it. So, but we'll find out. We will find out. I mean, it, I love disc golf says if you want a score separator, yeah, that isn't it. Not necessarily. I mean, we could just see it could just be badly parred. The bad, a bad number. We could see you know a handful of fours. Let's say twenty percent fours, forty percent fives, twenty percent sixes, and you know ten percent sevens. It could have a pretty decent range. But if we're not seeing any birdies, I'm just wondering if it's poorly numbered. If it's if it should be a par five instead of a par four. But I won't know until we get at least a day's worth of data off of that particular hole. So. I messaged Terry and said, dead, and he's still locked up. So we're going to see. He's going to come back with some dumb excuse, and like maybe his laptop died because he forgot to plug it in, or maybe his camera died. If his camera died, though, we'd probably still hear him. Mm, that's too bad. Too bad, Terry, that he's stuck. At least he's not, like, he's stuck right over there, but at least he's not stuck with, like, a dumb face. It's just him... Looking at the uh, his his monitor, he probably spilled his beer on his laptop. Is probably what happened. Yep, that's what Alan Risley just said. He just probably spilled a beer. Yeah. Well, what what else what else is going on out there? If we look at the PDGA, let's look at the PDGA. Um, go to the news. I've been watching. Before I get to there, catching up on Star Trek. I'm I'm way behind. I've not watched any of the newest season of Discovery. I haven't. I, I'm now caught up with Lower Decks, which is the animated. Very funny. I'm, I have not watched any of Picard. And Strange New Worlds, I haven't even touched yet. I'm way behind. So I signed up for the CBS Plus through my Amazon account. And I'm going to try to burn through those in the next month. So I only have to pay for one month. And then I'll be all caught up on my Star Trek. Um, I'm caught up on She-Hulk, though. Very funny. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. What else... On the PDGA, if we're looking at announcements, a bunch of new discs being approved. The Be Wild and Free Putter from Crown Me, Sunny Sporting Company Limited. Really? That's the name of the, the putter? The Be Wild and Free? Okay. Well, it looks like we have movement on the other side of the screen. <laughs> Terry, did you Why spill a internet? beer? <laughs> did, you, did you spill a beer on your laptop? No. I, here, here's what I think happened. Okay, great. So give me your give me your tech breakdown. Yeah, I was gonna say because I have an IT degree. You do. Um, <laughs> one of two degrees. What I believe happened is it's been exactly twenty four hours since last connecting to the internet here at the hotel, and then it just because it showed me connected, but I hit refresh, nothing happened. I'm sitting here wondering what's going on. I'm in the middle of an incredible story, obviously, and then all of a sudden there was just nothing there. And I'm doing all this, all these things, and then I disconnected and reconnected, and instantly we're back. It's probably just I like their their um, their system probably only holds IP addresses for 24 hours when you log in, and so at 24 mm-hmm. hours it gives up, it like clears out your IP address and forces you to reconnect. So I'm guessing that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Where did you lose me? On what incredible insight? 
I don't know. I, I stopped paying attention like most things. What were, what were you saying? No, <laughs> I was having a great story time with myself. Um, no, what I was basically saying is, long and short of it is, uh, Tim had asked about how many discs that I bought. And some people that followed along on Instagram today just noticed that one of my favorite components of being at the USDGC, whether it was as a player or a sponsored Innova player or as a vendor or whatever, um, is the opportunity to go to the USDGC East East Coast East Flying Disc East whatever Innova East and being able to hand pick discs and when it was all said and done nothing too crazy today I picked out a bunch of stock discs that will either be on my website or will be good trade bait if they were white and are great for some dire friends of mine but uh, I don't know I picked out about two hundred discs and um, just yeah it doesn't get <laughs> it doesn't get old. The problem is I keep picking discs that I love that may or may not be valuable, big sellers for other people. So when I picked out a stack of like 16 KC AVRs, I'm selfishly thinking, man, I really like these. The problem is it'll take me about 40 or 60 years to go through another 16 KC AVRs. Um, but at least I know I have some good looking KC AVRs. Those and discs maybe I'll let a few go. will rot before you before you wear them out you will exactly you, you will go into your storage and be like oh i need one and you'll pick it up and much like the viper that simon broke or whatever the whip it um yeah. it'll just crack and you'll be like oh no and you'll be 50 or 60 years old and you'll be like oh that's so sad i'm gonna have to go into the other 50 that i have in this box <laughs> yeah and that's what i said like usually this is the time of year where i'll I, I specifically seek out like roughly five to 10 pro race. It's one of my favorite drivers. And then I'll occasionally seek out uniquely colored KC AVRs. The problem is it takes me about two to five years to actually retire a pro wraith. So if I pick up five every year, <laughs> but I only go through one every five years, it, it, yeah, I have a surplus and, um, yeah, that's just part of the, that's just part of the struggles that I have here. Now, good news for me is they were seemingly out of pro race. They had a bunch bunch of other pro discs, but no pro race. So this year, I didn't pick up any beautifully colored pro wraiths. So and you don't need any. Um, I I do not. Um, Terry, uh, I do. This is a funny question. If you had a signature disc, who would make it, and what would it be? I've, I, they're they're somewhat very similar in nature, and so like, I think. Are you I'd saying it has to be a current disc or any disc? Yeah, like. yeah. I, well, let's just say it's a current disc. Um, the the no brainer answers would either be uh, Discraft making me a an old uh, Comet, or Innova making me a '90s version Ontario Rock, and it doesn't have to be '90s version, but an Ontario Rock. Those and those two discs. Coincidentally, they're not 100% interchangeable, but they are very, very similar in their flight characteristics. Both somewhat understable, both have a lot of glide, and both are used for finesse uh, touch shots. So a Comet and or a um, an Ontario Rock. But let's assume that, I mean, because they, they don't make any more Ontario Rocks, I don't believe, do they? No. And they, I've like, got them all. They're, they're not making old Comets. 
because they're old. No, the closest thing to an old comment right now that I love the feel of is your jawbreaker ones. Over, is the jawbreaker ones? The problem is some of those are insanely understable. Yeah. Um. Like, so, but if you have to, if you have like, to pick a cur- if you had to pick a current disc, what do you think? Of uh, it? like, I, 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 w- I would say typically like a pro wraith, which I don't think anybody throws. Except for me, same thing. I keep that's why they're always uh, at the. That's why they're always at the thing. They're just they're just shelf for Terry. Like no, nobody's um, buying these Terry. Please take them. But I'm not going to lie. A Kristen, uh, you know, the Kristen Tatar uh, graces also fly great. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was flying flying. I was throwing. Um, I was throwing those quite a bit over when I was in Sweden, and they they've made me a believer in throwing those. I I don't throw them anywhere nearly as well as she does. I, I only dream of that someday, but I I really do like how they fly. So, Alan Risley says they they are still making Ontario rocks very infrequently, which is bad for you, Terry, because that means there's more you need to buy. No, because I don't buy any of the new remakes. Like, I only care about the ones that were produced in the 90s that have a real crayon-type smell to them with a really unique uh, custom stamp or a Big Bird stamp or whatever. If it was the remakes, which they started doing in 2005, 6, and 7, I don't care about any of those. There's millions of those around. They don't A, they don't fly the same, and B, uh, it's just it's a nostalgia thing. So I only care about the 90s Ontario Rocks, which were like 94 to 97 or 98. And I think I have the largest collection in the world, but I, I just keep saying that, so it's got to be true. I'm guessing it's probably true. But I think it think is true also. <laughs> if there's a disc that I care about, I mean, I, I still like the Z buzzes. I throw those. Even I prefer the older ones that I have in my bag. But I really do like the Z buzz. I don't think. Um, hold on one second. Uh, Terry is going sorry. to eat his own warehouse. Um, I just blocked somebody from our YouTube page permanently. Oh, um, come on! Sorry. You don't have to worry about were it. They being, were they being meanie heads? They were. So, um, and so it'd be a Z buzz probably for me, but I really, there was a disc. So when I went down to Texas and played in a, a, a league one night, I didn't have any discs with me because I didn't expect to have the night free. And I picked up um, a method and sensei, I think a, mm-hmm. a mid range, a mid range and a putter. And so some gentleman let me borrow a driver. I think it was a, a dynamic disc escape. That thing sure. flew so far. It it flew further than my trespass, which I like. It flew further than my undertaker that I like. It just got up and flipped and had the most beautiful big S curve for me. I I don't throw like I'm not a big thrower by any means, but I pumped that thing out like 420 feet because there was a there was a hole that I parked. I actually went deep. It was like a 400-foot hole, and I was like 20 feet deep on it. Flat ground. And I, I looked at the guy. I was like, okay, cool. I'll be using that for quite a bit this round um, when I needed it. So I really, I think it's the escape. I really like that one, and I want to pick up some um, and, and try them out for really big drives. So. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm pretty uh, impressionable. So when I was brought to Sweden... And then I had the opportunity to hang out at the Latitude 64 factory for a couple of days. 
and I was, they just were like, here, try this, try this, try this. There's a lot of discs that I really fell in love with. And, and some people may say, well, you know, don't you throw discs all the time or try to, and it's like, no, I don't. And it's largely because I rarely play golf. And when I do, I, there's no, I, I, I'm not in a position at my age and it's not just because I'm 44, but I'm just in my stage in my career where I care about really improving my disc golf game for yeah. the handful of rounds I play a year. And so I don't actively seek out new discs. I just quite frankly don't. I hardly care. But then when I was handed a few of these discs because I had no other discs, and then I went out and played this iconic course with the, you know, one of the founders of Latitude, obviously I learned a few things. And I, you know, I, it's no joke. I, I really, really thoroughly enjoyed a number of the molds that I had never otherwise thrown. And um, I've, I've become quite a, uh, a quite a fan of some of those. And some of those will go into my bag for the few times I play golf. It's one of the things I do miss, and I'm hoping I'll have more time next year to play a little bit more. But going to, like, getting getting discs that I don't know what they are or what they do. That's what I did with The Undertaker. I just gra- I grabbed one because it was, I think, I think we were at Stevens Point the last time I was there. And it was just like, I need a disc. I know what some of these do, but do I really need another comet? Do I really need another buzz? And I just like to grab a new disc. And I think I grabbed the, the Undertaker. Um, I would like to try the Grace. I would like to try some yeah. like the the. I, I've heard really great things about the River. You know, we've got a local yes. guy here who throws it, which I throw now, <laughs> and crushes it. You know, Andrew Pecunia yeah. just throws that thing a mile. And there are mm-hmm. so many discs I would just like to be able to use. You know, go to an event and buy a couple new discs. Every once in a while, I don't need. Yeah, I've got lots and lots of discs looking right at me, and I don't need any more. Yeah, Ace Ace Run says bolts are bombers too. I've become a fan of the bolt. I was given <laughs> a a uh, an orbit bolt, uh, and I love it. And I threw a ballista for the first time, and I threw a river, which I has been, become a great disc. And I I've thrown, I've thrown all those on Disco Valley, but not, but not in real life. <laughs> Not quite the same. I met the the guys designing Disco Valley. Like, That's awesome. Literally, the guys at the computers working on Disco Valley. Like I met them as well. I would have like it was. I would have asked them to sneak you into a course, like on the sideline, ah. just have like a little pixelated you <laughs> there with a microphone, and so when people can throw it, they just like, it, it, <laughs> and then every once in a while, it just says, "Terry, save my disc." If they throw it mm. out of bounds. <laughs> If I go back to Sweden, that would be my first request. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it was, it, yeah, that was an incredible time. But uh, lots of, uh, lots of great discs that I then was introduced to. And I know sometimes some, somebody gives me a hard time and like, oh, you're, you know, you're always opening this name brand or that name brand. As a vendor, I, I'm just opening boxes that I get and posting on my Instagram. And and I'll use Discmania as an example. They've really ramped up their popularity and their sellability, mm-hmm. and therefore I'm getting more discs from them, and I'm often then posting about them. And I feel like that's true of any manufacturer. If somebody, if you're dying for me to, you know, showcase or or open up some discs or whatever, and you want know, to send me a package, let me know. I'm I'm more than happy to do so. Uh, so I'm saying I'm cheap and I can be bought. I think that's what I'm I'm trying to say here. We all are. Um, yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, oh, Terry, I shot my best rated round, 1035, at 49 years young. Get back at it, man. Uh, nice work. Uh, 1035 is obviously a solid round. 
Uh, yeah, I'm just, I don't prioritize playing golf, nor does Johnny, for instance. We just, it's something that's been put on a back burner for a number of years now as we've been pursuing all these media endeavors. Oh, I'm getting we back just on tour. We don't maybe. have opportunities to go. go. Yeah, I mean, I would tour. follow you because uh, we um, hear how many people want to follow a master's uh, tour. So if you go on tour, <laughs> I feel like I should pay someone to be a full-time cameraman for just you. You're assuming I'm going to the Masters Tour, Terry? I'm sorry. I'm I'm starting Silver Series and I'm working my way up. (laughs) Advanced Masters Tour? That is more likely than a Masters Tour for me. The Advanced Masters Tour. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yes. uh, Quadzilla said, Terry, how are sales? I'm not sure of what. Um, Probably of discs that you're selling. Yeah, frisbees. Uh, they're all right. The ones I want to let go of. I have a That's hard problem. Time. I always get discs and then set them aside. Discmania, big sponsor, Smashbox. Quite the contrary. They're one of the few companies to never give us anything. So, no, not a sponsor of us. Um, Terry, you can make some money with that venture. Good call. Uh <laughs> And then I know the glitch has become a, a very much a talking point. We saw, of course, plenty of commercials, I think, for it at the MVP Open as one of their new discs over there at MVP. What's, what's crazy, and I'll just say this very generically, is Johnny V and I are very much cut from an old school cloth that was primarily, this is Wisconsin-based, it was primarily Innova, where Barry Schultz threw Innova. You had a lot, a little bit of Discraft Minnesota influence of your Timmy Gills and a few other players. That was even pre-Kale. Yes, there was life before those cute dimples that Kale brought to the game. And it was primarily Innova and a little bit of Discraft in Wisconsin. Thanks, Jack and and Jane Smith. (laughs) And Gateway made putters, made wizards. That was the landscape for a long time within Wisconsin disc golf. They made the Sabre as well, which I have somewhere <laughs> yeah anyway you want to murder we're somebody, talking late 90s <laughs> you know late 90s mm-hmm. and then of course things continue to expand and you saw their companies develop and millennium and 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 some of these other ones and then obviously eventually vibram blah 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 blah, blah. but that is the the era in which johnny v and i were entered into the game oh i don't forget the dga series which were also discraft primarily Discraft molded discs that were then rebranded, you know, DGA named. So, just just to put a little more context in it for you as to why we're talking about. I mean, if you think uh, about it, we we kind of stopped playing regularly in like 2013 ish. Like, yeah, I know you, 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 we were yeah. still doing a little bit here, 2013, 2014 ish. There were so many like brands that weren't even around. Like DD didn't. They they just did their ten year disc. They had just started making discs, and I remember. Correct. And I've said, told this story before. I would go to the park where you were selling discs legally with a uh, <laughs> permit, with a permit, of course. Um, and you you had like these MVP discs, and I looked at them and I thought they were jokes because they had like these funky rims, and mm-hmm. and they were all usually like dyed colors or red or whatever. And I was just like, who would throw this? And then, and you had told me, you're like, no, they're crazy popular. Like, I can't keep them in. People that have, like, a dedicated following, it's small, but, like, whenever I get them, they're sold. And I was like, huh, all right, whatever. And then within, you know, two to three years, they were a legit, I mean, they were a legit company then, but they were legitimately a, a, a good size 
companies selling regular discs, not just like this little niche thing for us. So uh, we came after so many of the manufacturers, which is why I was very happy when, you know, when our friends like Emac and, you know, they got it with DD because it helped me in general become a little bit more familiar with those brands, the guys that, you know, we followed like with Stevie Rico and legacy, you know, learning those brands, like getting, getting a, a ghost and an, a, a, a rival and the, the rampage icon, and cannons. The, yeah. yeah the, the, I was going to say the icon rampage, the icon cannon, like those are the, that's why I threw those. Cause our friends made them <laughs> not, not because I wanted to experiment with different plastic. I was really happy with, my primarily Innova drivers and Discraft mid ranges, but now yeah, it's spread out a little bit more. I've spread out a little bit more. I've got a little bit more in my bag. Yeah, let's face it. Uh, we we don't have a, a specific brand loyalty because, quite frankly, we don't need to. But um, and we work with so many of these companies. I mean, there's some companies within disc golf that are amazing to work with, and some that kind of suck. And um, you know, that may or may not factor into whether you throw their plastic after the, you know, uh, in a casual round or not, or just accessibility to it, or yeah, there's just a lot of factors I think that can go into it. But, um, it's, it's been a, it's been a pretty funny journey (laughs) throughout all these years. Or like someone says on the board, Vibram, I mean, I got to tour the Vibram factory with Steve Dodge and they literally let me film how a disc was made like step-by-step. And it's like a two and a half minute video now on my YouTube channel from forever ago. Uh, I mean, what a cool opportunity, you know, and I you should re-release I, that as a TikTok. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's a damn good idea, Johnny. You're thinking now. I am. All right. Um, reading I, down the I page. Get all the proceeds. Uh, yes, it was. Uh, in fact, Timmy Gill was on the ESPN's cold pizza. That was an unintended trivia question out there, but that's what he was on. I have that on a, Maybe a VHS, probably a like a an actual digital file somewhere. Uh, I have that for sure. Probably on YouTube somewhere. Uh, it, yeah, I'm sure it is. Dismania never sponsored Smashbox ever. Yes, Carney Shell, you can <laughs> you can uh, copy and paste that if you'd like. They never have. Uh, Sky Chaser Adidas sucks, Simon. But I don't I don't know where you're going with that. That's random. Uh, Star Mako still the best disc. Okay, that's your opinion, Bean. I I will say I remember when the Star Mako. Uh, came out. I was running a winter-based event, and I had the Proto Stars, and then they—it uh, was the Cold Turkey. They let me stamp um, a very early run of Star Makos with a, a custom stamp. And it was often been very, very good to me. In that, like, oh, hey, this new disc came out, and you're running an event in like three weeks. Yeah, let's just stamp this new disc. You'll be the first person in the country to have this brand new disc that has a custom stamp on it. That's happened to me. More times than I, than they probably want to admit because they're so generous to me. And uh, I remember the Star Mako came out when I was running a cold turkey and I still have some and they are very much still money. They were uh, incredible discs. And I think there still are a great disc um, That's a, to this day. It's a disc I never threw was the Mako. It never yeah, made, I, um, never, I never got a hand on one, so it never really made it in my bag. I had, again, I was primarily a Discraft mid-range guy. I had buzzes comets and uh well for a while wasps but then zones took over the wasp position so and before that mrx and mrv but um (laughs) the star j i did pick up some new j's star and champion some really 
uh, the, 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 again, <laughs> I, I, I will say part of the coolest, uh, some of the coolest part of being here is there, there might be 300, I'm just going to make up a number, 300 max weight star J's that are in the factory today, 300 of them. That's and there's three boxes at a hundred disc each. Let's say one seventy eight to one eighty or whatever. It's if you take the time to dig through those three one hundred count boxes to find the coolest looking ones, uh, whether it's a transitional or smoky or has a cool design. Like that's what my day consists of today. Is you you find a disc you want or need. But then you do a little extra work to dig through all the variations of it to maybe find um, a cool looking version of that. And that's exactly that's that's how I could summarize about three or four of my hours today at the end of a factory. I've been there. Uh, It's fun. I I do. I, I did enjoy doing that. Yeah. All right, Ace Run says, signing off for the night, boys. Terry, hopefully we see you at USDGC this weekend. We will be out there Saturday through Monday. I don't know how that math works out, but I'm looking forward to seeing you boys. Keep uh, keep busting ass. I know you guys are working hard. I appreciate it. Have a good night. Um, uh, yes, that's something we didn't touch on really, but uh, another quick conversation piece is that Eagle made the announcement earlier this, a couple days ago. He was on our board earlier. He's not doing USDGC or doing the Pro Tour Championship. Yeah. What was earlier? What'd you he, was on our, he was on our chat board earlier tonight. Eagles vlog. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. It was a fake. Nope. I'm just kidding. Um, was, but yeah, the, that's crazy. The pros come here, Terry. This is where the pros go. <laughs> I don't on know tu- why. On Tuesday. Yeah, Eagle Eagle shutting it down for the year, deciding that, you know, for whatever reason, he's going to get a start on the 2023 season, probably getting ready for those Silver Series events. Um, yeah. At the end I'm of the sure season. he's gearing up for. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's... Uh, I think he just kind of made the decision that it's not worth whatever possible injury or recovery he needs to do. He sure. just he needs to do it and be hopefully be ready for next year. And I'm I I will be very interested to see his tour schedule for next year. We know he's I, a top <laughs> disc golfer. Does he need to hit the tour like some of the other players or is because I mean, we saw Paul and Ricky hit a majority of the tour. Will Eagle do that, or will he take his time off because he likes his time off and his privacy and his freedom? I don't know, and I'll be curious to see, assuming he's totally healthy. We'll just say, assuming everything is good with him. Um, yeah, I think what, that, what that, he that's like, that's the number one question yeah. is, you know, before he makes a schedule, we have to see, is he mm-hmm. is he 90%, is he 95%, is he 99% healthy? I think that's what's going to determine uh, where we're going to see him uh, and what he's participating in next year. But yeah, he's certainly going to take events that either favor him and, or that just most interest him or excite him to play. And he's in a very fortunate position that he can do so uh, in the first place. I mean, that's, that's truly crazy. If you think about years ago, like somebody being able to pick and choose (laughs) what events they want to play, but now we're, we're in a very different world for that. Um, sorry, as I'm scrolling down. Oh, uh, you Ray, Ray's right. I did say Silver Series. Technically, yes, you did. Technically, they're still this year, so I think I'm. Mm. I think I'm. I'm. I'm okay with mm. that. But but they are just going to be called mm. Silver Events. 
Sorry, Ray, I will put a dollar in the swear jar. It used That's... to be when we it used to be when we'd call the MVP open Maple Hill open, but Yeah, now, or Vibram. Or Vibram. Or MSDGC. Um <laughs> but <laughs> But yes, you're right. Now I need to get used to saying the silver events. Uh I funny, you'll appreciate this, Johnny. Out of nowhere, I get a, a message from an old old school player back in Appleton, our our good old buddy Brian Bayman. Oh, who, who texts me tonight out Same of nowhere. Way. This yeah. this was hours ago. And he see he can see on prize picks why Saki, Pierce, Macbeth, Tatar, Heimberg, Evelina. And he says, are you busy? <laughs> yes, I'm kind of running a podcast. Um, <laughs> but then says, I can bet on disc golf? <laughs> yes. So uh, one of our old school disc golf buddies from 20 years ago has now just discovered that he can bet on disc golf and wants the inside scoop. How much can I charge for that insight? Oh, you can charge a lot for that insight. You just better hope it's right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, don't, I, so I, wonder what, it, I wonder what the lines are. I don't. Uh, maybe I can tell you. I can. I can log into my. Account. I don't know how these work. Fifty-eight strokes. Oh, fifty-seven and a half. Sixty-five. Yeah, they're they're talking about strokes. But anyway. Yeah. Do I have any money in price? Yeah. I don't know, no, but I, I saw a Prize Picks van in the parking lot the other day. Really? Like I parked next to it. Yeah. At USDGC? I parked next to it. Cool. At USDGC. That's cool. And it had an AUDL uh, ultimate player on it. Like on Oh, the yeah, because the they, they do ultimate. That's possibly... I wonder if one of them is supposed to be... I do have 171 <sighs> bucks in here. How the hell do I have that much money in here? <sighs> I must have won last time and just ignored it. You're just a winner. Yeah. So they've got, they've got Paul at 57. At shooting a 57. What what's par sixty two? Yeah, that sounds about right. Hmm. Okay. It's. I don't believe it's uh, the core stats are not up on UDisc yet. He's so going to beat a, a fifty seven. You say that? Should I bet yeah. on him? At the f- house on it. Okay. I just did, Terry. Like your whole house. So you think? Do you think uh, Tatar is going to be to sixty-five? Is that just first round? Yeah, it's just first round. You know, so the way Prize yeah, Picks I, works is you have to, um, you have to, you have to pick multiple players and then over under each of them, and they all have to hit. Oh, or, or like three are we out of parlaying? four. Parlaying? Yeah, you're basically parlaying them. Prize Picks, which is a totally inferior them. website to Skip Ace, but mm. <laughs> Skip Ace, you can't do real money on yet. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let me read a few more details here before we we shut this show down. Why not sell fifty or so AM tour passes and allow them entry into the most AM side events solely to follow pad the weekend's purse? Why do pros diss the tournaments only after they fail to qualify? Uh, what are the same? Uh, wait, are you at the same hotel as the prize picks can? I'm here too. Quadzilla simmer down. Are you, I'll disclose my location. I'm at the Cambria. And when I saw the prize picks van, it was when I was at the actual course. I love finding random money in random accounts. I logged into old PayPal, had $90. Woohoo. Yeah. That's, that's a good call. Uh, right, Johnny, Terry. are you interested in pushing real gambling with legit sports bet book listing? Do you think it could happen in a few years? 
I do think it could happen in a few years. It all depends on what the gambling laws end up looking like. Uh, I kind of keep my my ear on the tracks for that stuff to wait for the train to come. Right now, it is illegal to, to individually gamble. You cannot gamble on one person. You cannot gamble on one team in almost any place other than casinos and a few sports book places. But fantasy sports, places like um, DraftKings and FanDuel, you can do similar kind of similar to what prize picks does, or you can do kind of like what skip ace does where you pick a team because you're the difference between gambling and fantasy sports splitting hairs here. I know, but fantasy sports is more of what they consider a skill based game where you actually have to pick a lineup. Uh, it's a, you know, it, and you're playing against, you're not, you know, betting against a line, so to speak, a single individual line. It's not an individual bet. Because you're doing a bunch of them, there's a fine distinction between that. You can look up local. There are some state laws that are different and do not accept it. I believe, like, is it Oregon? And, or is it Washington? It's one of those two up there. I forget. I remember looking at the map. And um, and there's like seven or eight states. So that it's, just, it's just not legal no matter what you do yet. And if and in the state of Missouri, you need to pay like a, a ten or fifteen thousand um, dollar, basically a license to do it. So I would love it if at some point Skip Ace could do something like that. If we can put together a there, there's already a lot of that back end already built in that I would need to flip a few switches. I would like to see it where you can compete against other players. So like, hey, guess what? Here's everyone pays a dollar. We pay out the top. 40% and then, or we, everyone does $5 or $10, whatever it is. And then the house takes a cut. You know, if you pay $10, the house takes 50 cents or something. And then all the other money goes into the pool. Cause that's how all those places make money. I would love that for skip base right now. I'm really happy with it. Just being a fantasy site where, you know, you can play with your friends and I charge $10 for a custom league with all the custom rules. So you can do things on your own and, um, I believe what's today, the fourth, I think by the 14th is when my web developer said that he would have next year's changes done um, and all prepped up. I'm ahead of the game, but damn, I do plan on actually probably having a few more changes after he Cheers finishes to that. with these. So, um, yeah, and I'd like to thank the Pro Tour because almost every dollar I've made from the Pro Tour has gone back into Skip Base and a developer to develop that website. So thanks, Pro Tour. All right, Terry, I'm going to bet 50 bucks. Get it. Uh, Macbeth goes less than 57. Dickerson goes over 58. And Ezra goes over 61. Enter. Did you win? It says I won. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) I guess gambling is easy. All right. I'm going to read a few more things out here. Bob says, honestly, does a pro like Colton trash USCGC after he fails to qualify? He went there attempting to get in the event. Yeah, we talked about that earlier, but, uh, you know, it, again, timing is a little uh, questionable there. Uh, you visit me in January. David, you're talking about me probably coming to Thailand. I'm not there to visit you, but uh, hopefully I see you. Uh, well, you won't get that splitting hairs. But I'll probably see you, depending on which island you're on. Won't see him on the chat board. What your limitations are. Uh, No, he's back out on the chat board. So if he was suspended, he's somehow back on there. Um, Mariners in the playoffs for the first time in 21 years. I think that's awesome. I I can think that's awesome without caring, right? 
Yeah, that that that's yeah, that's, that's cool. where I am on that. I'm only care Terry if they if if they get Griffey back. If they bring yeah, Griffey and each junior back, and senior, yeah, junior and senior, and then <laughs> I don't care. And and then and then we'll see. We'll see if Griffey can still swing. Uh, man, I was had a Randy Johnson briefly pitch for the Mariners. Yes. Could you name another Mariner that's not Griffey or Johnson? Ichiro. Uh, Ichiro, yeah. That would have been my... Okay, name another one. Uh, I'm sorry, Ella. I know you're... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're, a hu- you're a huge Mariners fan, and I, I can't... <laughs> I, I couldn't one. either. I mean, I, and I'm like thinking of the 90s. Not, not like an iconic one. I'm sure, I'm sure if I rattled off a name, someone it, it might be there, but... Yeah, Edgar Martinez, yeah. good call. Oh, uh, there you go. Sure. Still yep. wasn't a fan. You're right. Uh, David John said, did you rent a, a room across from Nigel's uh, referring to Kosamui? No, I did not. Um, I purposely want to be somewhere I haven't been before. I've, been, I've stayed in Maynam um, two years, and it's been a lot of fun. But I think I want to stay closer to the uh, the silliness over on the east side of Kosamui. Um, not quite the madness. Like, I think that happens over on the, on the east side, but oh. I want to stay somewhere different. I see what I did. Oh, I'm sorry. I just, uh, I blocked David John just on the restream chat. Hmm. Ooh. Okay. okay. Well, he, he's right now he's, he's participating or he's, uh, he's, he's playing nice. Terry, during the off season, do you spend hey, most hey, of your time David at home? John. How difficult has the travel to Be bend been for you this season? Um, <clears throat> the the only benefit to well not the only uh, the only thing that I I hate about Bend and this is this is really really trivial or not is it's the one time a year I don't get to fly with my friends at Southwest and I'm just I'm so used to flying Southwest everywhere I go I can fly Southwest to Denver but then from Denver over to Redmond I have to go United and I'm just about to get to the secondary uh, level on United for the first time ever. And um, I, the, here's what I hate the most. <laughs> I'll start with the negative. Uh, it's the only way to get out of bend at a reasonable time is 521 in the morning on Mondays. That sucks. It just sucks. That's all there is to it. Um, and then I'm not traveling on Southwest. So, uh, But I, I've enjoyed my time in bend, and I'm going to continue to run more flex starts and more uh, silly tournaments out there, I think. Uh, and no, I don't spend most of the off season at home because I don't really have an off season anymore. Uh, between tournaments in Florida, California, Vegas, Arizona, uh, Georgia, wherever, like I, there's not really much of an off season for me. Um, he seemed very nice a few years ago. Colton did. Yep. I agree. Terry, you're spicy tonight. I like it. Uh, <laughs> Mike, I hope you're well, buddy. Uh, I don't think I ever told you, but I, I sat and watched you uh, the time that you had your first frozen pizza in like 18 years. <laughs> and it was very funny. Clearly, you didn't have a pizza cutter, which makes sense. Um, it, it, was, it was funny to see. Uh, give it to you for free. I don't know what you mean, David John, but um, yeah, lodging in Kosamui is very inexpensive to begin with, so I'm I'm happy to go over to the east side. Picking the lowest FPO player finishes uh, last would be a thousand points. I don't. That's probably some fantasy chat. Um, 
Tito Martinez, Jamie Moyer. Jamie Ken Moyer. Griffey Juniors. Mm. Uh, AM Tour Passes will add 50,000 disc golf. The problem is when you put a bunch of amateurs, they're going to slow down the course. And, and I don't want to say get in the way, but the first thing that's going to be said is, cool, why are these guys taking up spots for when there's 50 other professionals that want to be here? That, that's my just gut reaction to that uh, conversation. Uh, censorship, yeah, there's no such thing as censorship when it comes to places like YouTube uh, <laughs> chats. I wish people would understand that. I, for the love of God, I wish people would just understand that freedom of speech doesn't mean you can say whatever you want, wherever you want. There's terms, there's services, and then there's just like common sense. And that's another story. I'm not going to get into it. I used to ride a motorcycle to Seattle and see games free after the third inning. They let people in. It was empty still. They yeah. started winning. See, Seattle is like that, that. I believe that. That's almost like that's almost as bad as the Florida one, the Florida teams. It was for a while. Um, Correct. I am very wrong. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, who's in the booth for USDGC? Eric. Eric, didn't you just send me um, something recently? Um, here, here's what I know with regard to the booth. Uh, Ian Anderson and Philo for USDGC. And I believe on the FPO side, Juliana Corver and Charlie Good, or not Good Pasture. I almost just said that. Wow. Charlie Eisenhood. <laughs> I mean, Charlie Goodpasher could do it, but uh, Charlie Eisenhood. So Charlie Eisenhood and uh, Juliana Corver. There's a question about if somebody else will be in there or not. I can't speak to that right now, but uh, that those will be the people in the booth. Uh, objectification of women gets a timeout. Sounds fair to me. Uh, why are AMs on her course? Because they paid event purses for the last 30 years. I hear you, Bob. It's censorship when there's no hateful nature behind a comment, but it gets someone banned. Private. I mean, there's a lot of subjectivity in that. And yeah. Yes, I want a DG guy hat. Okay, so here's a quick, this, this actually just happened the other day. Somebody made a comment about my hat and saying how they liked it. Oh, a few people have. This is currently a one of a kind. I'll show you my hat natural. This is one of a kind. Hats are a pain. Right? They are, but this is legitimately one of a kind. Yeah. This was uh, put on um, by some gracious individual, and there's just one DG guy hat with this. The other day, it's I boy hat said, hey, it. you like that? Was that smooth? Hold on. There we go. Uh, the other day, I said, hey, th it's time. There's been enough requests for these that there needs to be an official set. <laughs> of uh pink and other various colors so the dg guy hat will be made available so thank you yes philo back in the booth johnny do you have secret plans outside of skip ace you focus your free time on next season including dominating other masters players i'm hoping to be able to dominate some other masters players some maybe some am masters early and then Hope to cash in Masters for a while. <laughs> I hope to be able to play a little bit more next year. Um, but other than Skip Ace, I don't have any big other disc golf plans that I know of. Um, if 
I would like to focus a lot on skip base next year, which might, if I'm lucky, mean maybe another podcast. Boom. So we'll see. Again, we'll see. I, I've, I said it at the beginning of this year that I wanted to do it, but then just with a lot of DGPT stuff and it just didn't work out for me. So I, w- I would really like to focus on maybe another podcast, probably not live. It would be a post kind of a post-production podcast that I would, I'm, I'm thinking I would like to release um, in a different way. So we'll see <laughs> over Morse code. That's how you'll be releasing it. No, I, uh, as in like get the your way pigeons ready, the, the way we we'll release be these also pigeon carriered. Yes. The way we release this is a little different than the way I would like to probably release the, the, uh, the future podcast I may do. All right. So, uh, speaking of which I'm going to follow that up with, uh, yay or nay. That's all we need in the chat. Yay or nay. You guys need a nightly recap. Um, yay. I I like to usually what, usually what I get is I'm usually laying down to bed and then I see like a (laughs) notification. Ding. It's live. And what my wife loves is that I lay in bed then for a little bit and I turn up the volume because I'm not wearing headphones. And so she just hears you like drunkenly, drunkenly talk about disc golf and and me chuckling and chatting on the web board. So that's great because it's cause you're, okay. Yeah. Although it might be different if you're on the if you're on the East Coast. So maybe I won't quite be in bed yet, but probably yeah. depends when I get this party started. I know that's just it. Hold on. Hold on. Let's warm up for tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, Terry, please don't. We're, we're almost done here tonight. He's 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 getting more alcohol. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So All when right. we when we end the show in two minutes, you'll be drinking by yourself. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I got friends. Um, no, you don't. <laughs> so I see no nays. There's a lot of yays. Ryan Pilcher, Bob Carney, I appreciate you guys. Y- you keep this train rolling. Uh, Super Chat will be for the beer money. I I made it to McDougal's, Frugal McDougal's, whatever. It's just over the border. Holy cow. Um, shoot, where'd it go? There is, yeah, it, it, we'll talk about it later. But anyway, yeah, it's going to be a fun week. It should be a lot of fun. You should go I to Charlotte Trown- and go dancing. <laughs> Bar Charlotte. <laughs> no, the, the big Metroplex that we went to. Oh, God, what was oh, that? Yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking. I know, yeah. <laughs> Anything's possible. Maybe I'll go live. Maybe I'll do my uh, podcast from there. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ray, Patreon, I appreciate it. Fans, uh, let it be known. Fans are not fans of Natalie. I don't understand that. doesn't matter. Surprised no one is doing a live post-tournament podcast yet. Um, I think there's been some, and... And again, I, maybe that's a, a, a void to some degree. I can only do so much as a one-man show. Uh, I'm genuinely looking forward to it, though. I usually break down some, you know, talk a little bit about UDISC, what I saw on the course, what I didn't see. I'm going to have a little bit more intimate knowledge with the FPO side, knowing that I'm going to be doing post-production commentary on FPO. But, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about the idea. I brought equipment for it. We're all set up. Everything seems to be working. Internet seems to be good. So hopefully this week you guys are going to see a few different live uh, nightly shows all on the Disc Golf Guy channel. I make no promises as to how they're going to go, but they'll be here. 
Um, I'm going to run a competing post- one with highlights because I have access to all the That's highlights. That's a good idea, except for <laughs> I have access to highlights. I just don't know how to press the right buttons. <laughs> like I said, I've got access to the highlights and know what I'm doing. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. You do what you got to do. Because let's be honest, we'll at some point you're going to click a button and you're just going to go offline. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, all right. Uh, I have not tried Founders Mas Agave. I have not. Founders just released um, some kind of like uh, French toast, maple syrup, something or other. I'm not going to say it looks divine. Oh, it's funny. So did Frosted looks- Flakes. <laughs> okay. Uh, they're great. So they're um, great. I don't know. Where did that bottle go? Anyway, I had something that wasn't that, but it was close and it was delicious. Oh, it's over there. And um, now we're just going with the old standby backwoods bastard. But there was something else that I saw that I also picked up. So I'm, maybe we I'm can get them to sponsor to our podcast, this Terry. So here's the deal. I, I, I was very explicit with Derek over at Gatekeeper. I said, I don't poach anyone else's sponsors. I don't give a, you know, like everybody's worked hard for their sponsors. However, Founders is the only beer I enjoy consuming. And Founders currently sponsors oh, uh, Gatekeeper stuff. Do they really? I said, I don't, Interesting. Yeah, I, I, just, I just need a few. I just need a little bit. That's all I need. So um, I'm gonna maybe, maybe I'll forge my own way in there, or I'll drive over to Grand Rapids and and bang on their door. Uh, they're not that far away. But Founders is like if there's ever one sponsor, if I if if you could think of like 50 potential sponsors, and then think of one that's like the most fitting, it'd either be loud shirts or Founders or their both. Shirts aren't loud. They're busy, but they're not loud. So founders, it is. So founders, yeah. I, you're watching. You're not, but you should be. Founders, let's talk because me and your friend, uh, uh, yeah. All right. Um, toilet. Ask them if they crumple or fold toilet paper. I don't. I don't know why that's. I know that's always a question. Crumple. Crumple's the answer. Terry, if you fly to Portland, check out John's Marketplace. Huge selection of beer from around the world. Impressive collection. Uh, I had this conversation with uh, one of the gentlemen from Innova today, an ex-Innova employee. Uh, it's been interesting that as not being really a, like a beer connoisseur or snob throughout all the years, throughout most of my life, and then then eventually discovering that I like double bar- uh double barrel aged scotch ales or imperial stouts it's essentially like saying hey i have a brand new favorite disc and it's second run cet birds that are way that weigh 173 mm-hmm. like it's a very very specific genre or 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 niche that then no one else like commonly carries and it's it's johnny you know like yeah. It's the dumbest thing you can do is get attached to a disc that's either out of production or tough to come by. Yep. And these beers are not a production, but they are very tough to come by, and they're not common. And and that maybe that's a blessing because I like the idea that like <laughs> nine and a half out of ten beer stores you go to, they don't have it. And it's like okay, yeah. well then I'm not drinking tonight, and I'm okay with that. 
Um, but then you find it and you're like, all right, it's time for USDGC. Stock so, up. I'm getting myself a 24 pack. It's going to be a fun couple days. So, yeah. Um, it's It's been an interesting journey. Let's just say it that way. David John says, looking forward to seeing you in January. I think I technically arrive in February when I get to... to uh, uh, when I get to Thailand, but I am looking forward to it, buddy. I hope you're well. Terry, last time I saw you was at the Mecklenburg Brewery, and I gave you a ride home. That's what I do. You guys always like, Terry, that's weird. You give strangers and weirdos rides places. David John's one of the recipients of said ride. What can I say? What kind of food do you get there in Rock Hill? Do you try and eat local places when you travel? Uh, that's a great question, Ray. And I'll say I have no. been more diligent. No, I've been more diligent in trying to be um, adventurous, even though I get the same things at most places, but I trying not just like just stick to exclusively to chain places. Here's a great example. Today I went to Hobo's, which is like a mile from the... Uh, Let me guess. Oh, it's you, about a, you got a chicken sandwich of some sort. Close. I got a Philly cheesesteak okay. with no onions, but add black olives and, jal- and jalapenos um, and Cajun fries. And it was effing amazing. And my point is, it's a brand new place. And although I got the same sandwich I get everywhere else, it was at a brand new place. And it's it's about a mile from the course and it's about a mile from my hotel and hobos. So has my you know two thumbs up stamp of approval. Um, but no, I'm I'm trying to be <laughs> quick side note. When I arrived in Charlotte on Sunday night, <laughs> I was looking for a place to eat. It was getting a little bit later. And I went to this taco bar, as it was called. I think that's the name of it, taco bar. You're not a big Mexican or taco person. Not a huge Mexican or taco fan, but it was called taco bar. And I get there and this very large gentleman says to me, as I as I walk up to it, you speak Spanish? I said, no. He's like, okay. And then he proceeds to pat me down, like full, like airport security, like pat down. Did I'm he like, work there or just some guy? I think he did. <laughs> yeah, he, or he was friendly. I'm not like, that, oh, this is the kind of place this is. The, the, no, I mean, he, not that that would stop he, you either way. Yeah. I'm like, are we done? You sure? <laughs> Keep going. No. So... So he pats me down and I walk in. I am clearly, uh, it's then become obvious. I'm the only person there that has primarily speaks English and has red hair and speaks English. And then I go up to the bar, I get myself a Corona and I order a, eventually order a quesadilla and a taco. I go sit down. It is loud as F in there. I mean, it is so loud. And this is during Sunday night football. It's super loud in there. And just the music's going and it's just so loud. And I had at least four or five different people come up to me and be like, hey, man, you doing all right? I'm like, yeah. And a couple of people are like, just want to make sure you're having a good time. I'm like, yeah, thank you. I don't know if you're part of the, the party committee, but thank you. And two different guys. I had three beverages. Two of them were bought for me by complete strangers, men. And it wasn't that kind of bar that, like, where that's necessarily a uh, an agenda. It's just I think they wanted me to have a good time there, and I you did. Know, good. So taco bar in Charlotte, not far from the airport. 
great, uh, great Mexican food. And great service, it sounds like. <laughs> yes. And plenty of guys that will, or people that will befriend you and uh, want to buy you better. One guy, I swear to you, no less than 20 fist pumps. Like, just every time he looked at me, he's like, fist pump. I'm like, okay, man, I, I'm going to go with this. I, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to go with it. So, uh, <laughs> and Carney says, this is normal Mexican hospitality. If so, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, clearly not something I'm accustomed to. I am in. So it was, it was a lot of fun. I, I don't right. imagine Rock Hill area as being the hotbed for Mexican. Well, even I wasn't Charlotte. in Rock Hill yet. Yeah, I was Charlotte. still in Charlotte, but even still, Charlotte, like, there's a lot of Mexican uh, restaurants around here. Yeah, I, I just don't see that a as, lot. I mean, I, I, mean I, I could just be stereotyping, obviously, because you know people can settle anywhere. You wouldn't expect Milwaukee to be a hotbed, but yet we have a really, a really good, uh, high quality Mexican area that has a just a bunch of great restaurants. Uh, yeah, I love Botanas. It's like phenomenal. Um, but hey, what do I know? I'd be I, yeah. I'd, well, Terry, if I go there, we're going to Taco Bar. We're going to Taco Bar. Uh, I don't think it was in a necessarily a good part of town. I mean, if you're let, let's let's back up. If you are getting padded down to walk into a bar, then you know it's like, safe, right? Yeah, no, I, don't, I don't think that's. I don't think that's the. You takeaway. know, everyone in there is not carrying. You know that that's a safe bar, Terry. Come on. <laughs> I don't think I would go that far. Um, I felt safe. I was fine, but it was it was crazy. Um, and let, let's let's all take a moment to shout out our friends, Sarah and Ben. Come on. You guys are sitting here watching. Uh, we love you, buddy. Hope you guys are doing well. <sighs> ben, Ben, Ben. All right. Johnny, do we have anything else to talk about? Uh, I don't know. They think... weren't dressed in leather. Oh, no. Uh, I do have a question for you. Philosophical. Oh, question. I got an answer. I know. I have an answer. And you are unique in this for, for a number of reasons. Wow. Would you get... A full genetic test. Sure. Like the 23andMe <laughs> kind of stuff? Wait a minute. Are you saying I'm unique in this because I was adopted? I'm, that's, yeah. So we're, <laughs> sure, we're, why not? We're, we're, I, I just didn't know if. Oh, wait, some, no, man. Some, I don't want the government exactly. tracking me. Uh, I know you're not that way, but some, give a shit. some, some people may not. I'm, uh, that's fine. We're, uh, we're, we had a meeting today with, with the hospital uh, for my daughter. And we decided we're going to do like a full genetic test, full genetic makeup, whatever. And so they was Maury there. Did he say you are not the father? (laughs) No, but that was direct. (laughs) I'm getting there, Terry. I'm going to address that. So they went through and they basically did this woman from the uh, on the Zoom call from from the hospital, more or less went through all of eighth grade science for me. Like, hey, you know, you have two genomes. If if you are the primary and this and then one, you might have a 50 percent. It was like 30 minutes of that. And all I kept thinking is like, get to the point, get to like the questions. And so they started asking like, oh, do you want to be notified if we find a possible um, issue with, you know, heart disease in your family? You know, some people want to know, some people don't. They they don't want to know that maybe they could be predis, uh, have a predisposition, 
disposition to that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, give me all the information, give me all the information. And then she kind of got awkward and she was like, so there are times that maybe the child doesn't match the father. <laughs> and, and, and Sarah and I look at each other and we're like, we're not worried. In Sarah's instance. like, I know. Go on. <laughs> She's like, yes. She's like, can you uh-huh. like, can, can you wipe that part out? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and so, no, we both were like, yes, I, I don't believe there were any other children with, you know, <laughs> Violet's exact issue in the hospital at that date. So I'm fairly certain she's mine. Um, and I, and I, I saw where she came from. I know she's hers. So, but it was a very, she, she, the hospital very delicately was, was like, so do you want to know if this is your kid? (laughs) Um, but no, we were very, fairly certain. So I didn't know where you stood. If you had any issue or any, any desire, do you have a desire to do that at all? Like, because be, um, I mean, you 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 know your birth mom now, and and so like you, you don't really have to guess about your genetics. You can kind of ask, but but before th- there could have been, you know, would you want to know that stuff? I mean, um, sure, I guess I, yeah. you know, and, and this is a little bit of a dated reference, but I'm not Ian Zerning. I'm not. This isn't nine hundred two one zero where I was like going to jump in my Corvette and like go hunt down my mom. Uh, even though I was adopted, like he was in the show, I, I know too well. I must have Hills. missed that episode. I uh, yeah, watched. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Tiffany Amber Theason was in it. Anyway, um, so, um, yeah. I guess I've never really asked about more of my genetic makeup, but uh, I'm also not opposed to it. Like, yeah. I don't have any privacy issues or concerns with it. Um, if this is coming to a shock as anyone out there on the board, I'm adopted. Uh, some people are like, Oh, that makes sense. No, but, um, I'm more than adopted. just Johnny I, didn't want him. <laughs> Go figure. Um, I know who my, I now know who my birth mother is. I, I've seen pictures of my birth father, even though I've never met him. I'm okay with that. I don't, I harbor no ill will. This is also a great disclaimer to throw out. Like, most mother's days and Christmas type time frames or whatever, or my birthday, I often send a message to my biological mom saying like, fuck yeah, you, you did good. Like, thank you for giving me up. My life with you would have probably been shit. Uh, and cause she was like 16 or 15 or whatever. And I I've lived the greatest life ever. So I harbor no ill will. Now I understand some other adopted kids. Guess what, Terry? Maybe. My mom was 16 and she kept me. So suck it. Yeah. Well, that was her mistake. So. Oh, <laughs> uh, one of many mistakes she made. Oh, Jesus. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> but anyway, no, I harbor no ill will toward my mom. In fact, I, th- I, I can't thank her enough for being like, hey, I can't handle this. I'm not equipped to do so. And I've gone on to have the most incredible life ever. So uh, I guess the question is like, do I care about my genetic makeup of some degree? Sure. If you want to tell me I'm X percent, you know, uh, German or Polish or, or, or Norwegian or whatever I am, I sure, or Irish or whatever. But I'm also not losing any sleep over any of that. Um, 
Would you want to know if you're prone to certain diseases? Like if they look at genetic markers like, oh, you know, your genetic makeup says that maybe you're 60 percent. I don't know. I don't know how they show it, but like prone to heart disease or something like that. Would you would you Um, want that or was that something that you would just kind of rather not know? No, I mean, sure. you, You could share it with me. I mean, you know, just just like everything else, though. Those are those are numbers and statistics. It's I guess it's good to know if they're in or out of your favor. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, they don't they certainly don't they don't they're not they define don't mean, you. No, they don't define you. Some people, yeah, and you, you know, it was, well, it was a really interesting. Now, if question, there's a 99 percent yeah. chance that I'm going to develop some particular disease based on my genetic makeup. Yeah, I guess it'd be worth knowing mm-hmm. that. But if there's a 50 percent chance, I'm always like, eh, yeah. No. You know, who knows? And it was funny because when they talked about this and they said, hey, when you get this stuff, you may not want to tell your 13-year-old son like that, that mm. you don't want to burden him with this type of information. If you find out, sure. you know, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. You know, you don't want to tell some 13-year-old that, hey, guess what? You have a 60% chance of uh, heart failure by the time you're 40 or something crazy. I don't know. <laughs> I'm 44 and I'm Yeah, I, and I always think like. We haven't taken I'm, our test yet. Yeah, we're supposed to get that in the mail in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, and I think like I'm I'm what forty four, and overweight. Like, why don't I have diabetes? Fuck yeah, I'm beating the system. Like, where, where I'm already ahead of the game. Bring, bring it, diabetes. No, like I don't even know how diabetes work. But the point is, I don't have it yet. Um, so apparently, I'm doing okay. And um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, sure, you could share that with me, but I also feel like clearly that doesn't define anyone. Um, is it good to know there's heart failure? I mean, those are kind of awkward questions when I do yeah. go to a doctor, again, being adopted. I go to a doctor uh, and fill out the little form before you go into a doctor's office. And it's like, has your family had this in your family? Or, like, fuck you if know, I know. <laughs> I don't know. Ask the stork. I don't know. Like, he knows. No. Um, uh, I, there's some of those questions I, I don't know. And I that's probably. That's when you break down in tears. You'd be like, those records are blocked. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Check with child services. Uh. <laughs> uh, uh. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. Uh, it's funny, the things that I get worked up about and then the things I don't give a crap I about know. at all. <laughs> and uh, they don't they probably don't align for most people that are listening. Like, really? You care about this and you get really fired up, but on other things you couldn't care less. Yeah. Well that's, a, and, that's, that's that and that's goes. a funny story, is that I'm the guy who answered the door for the certified mail to find out that your birth mom was trying to get a hold of you. I was like, Yeah, hey, what's this? I'm like, like, Terry, you got a certified mail. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and certified I, mail was so cool to get at the time. It was. I, I just like assumed they had that you were being subpoenaed for, for something. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, oh my gosh, we'll quickly talk about this. I apparently, and I am not, this is not in, a, in any way a braggadocious fashion. I apparently completely disregarded a jury duty summons for you're last You're a wanted week. man. God, you're well. That's my next question: Is like, am I in legitimate legal trouble? I think maybe you you, you could call them and be like, "Hey, I had an issue come up." I mean, just you could lie. I'd be and- like, Katrina Allen was battling against Kristen Tatar <laughs> and Paige Pierce. Like, don't you guys understand? <laughs> yeah. But no, seriously. Um, last week, I on was on a duty. flight. 
Yeah, I was on a flight at 521 on Monday morning. I didn't get back until 1.30 or something like that on Monday in Milwaukee. That was the very day my, I think at 8 a.m. I was supposed to be at jury duty, apparently. And I, I have no excuse. I probably shouldn't be admitting this publicly. But anyway, um, long story short, I didn't go. And, and I've gone in the past. And so it's, it wasn't in, intentional. I, I, it genuinely slipped my mind. And now I'm going to have to figure out what I need to do to call in and be like, sorry. And if you want me to come back, let me know. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I hope I'm not in any legitimate trouble is I guess the long and short of this. I doubt you'll be in any real trouble. They'll probably just resend you something for another time. Yeah. So that happened or call me for bail. Yeah. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Surprisingly, <laughs> I've never had to do that. Aren't we? I, I feel like we should cheers to that, that I've never once had to call you to or vice versa. So I'm pretty happy with that. Cheers. And we've done some really stupid shit. So. Uh, not me, but you. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know. What you David John's talking about stuff. Uh, High Roller says Terry is above the law, but can't give the truth. Uh, I once asked about jury nullification. They sent me home. I showed up for jury duty. Jury duty court was closed. I've been there in the past. Um, David John says, I never knew you were adopted, Terry. Is this the first time you've talked about it? Absolutely not. No, I think we've I've never been shy about it. I've never, yeah, I'm, I'm not disappointed or ashamed. Smashbox or exclusive. Or, yeah, this is, this is in no way, like, it's never been a secret. I, I'm not, you know, I, I'm very open about it where I just, it doesn't matter. I, and it may be part of that. I'll say this. Maybe part of that is because I've gone on to leave, lead the most incredible life that I have, couldn't be happier about. And, and maybe if I like have had a shitty life, I would then ha like ride some bitter train or be frustrated about it. Maybe, but no, I couldn't be more happy about it. Uh, he's also deaf in one ear. That is pretty much true, Ray. I'm yes, significantly deaf in my right ear. Do you think your birth uh, mom dropped box. you on your head? Like, do you think that's why you're deaf? And then she's like, oh, this one's broke. Time to give him up. <laughs> Can we just get a different one? <laughs> she's like, let's just fast forward two years and I'll make more bad decisions. Uh, I'm sorry if you're listening, Carrie. Uh, she's not. She'd laugh. She'd probably laugh. Um, yeah, I don't know. Cause I think my other sister, one of my other sisters is normal. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I was tested in second grade and that's when I, at that time it was established that I was like 70% deaf in my right ear. I don't know if that was just something I was born with or something else that happened. Also my beard though, doesn't grow in as well on my right side. So it's something on the right side of my face and maybe I was just dropped. A lot. What, I don't know that's what I'm saying, <laughs> but it's uh, it's my beard and it's my ear. I mean, were you a chunky baby? Maybe the stork couldn't carry you. I don't think I was any chunkier than normal babies. No, you, I think I was no. like normal size. Yeah. No, you were not. Yeah. I don't that's know. <laughs> I don't know about as a baby, but when I met you in middle school, you weren't. So. Uh. <laughs> All right. Carney says, is, "Are there any other FPO or MPO openly adopted?" I. That's don't a, know. Awkward question. 
There you go. Write that down. Just yeah. when you just Chris Clemens, when you interview him, like Chris Clemens, were you adopted? <laughs> hey, Chris, nice seven under. Were you adopted? <laughs> <laughs> just be hilarious. Just make it totally awkward. <laughs> uh, no, why? I was just know. wondering. How's your hearing? <laughs> <laughs> you look like the kind of person that would be adopted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're left-handed. Yeah, like that's like five percent of the population. Or just just um, make it even more awkward. Just <laughs> just be like Chris Clemens. Did your birth mom want you? <laughs> well, actually, I was told my parents divorced because of me. Well, yeah, me too. Good. <laughs> uh, Terry, we could we could. I guarantee you, we could make USDGC fun, more fun. Uh, yeah, I should come up with a bunch of silly ones. Get two ferns uh, <laughs> and two chairs. You could do like the Zach Galifianakis between two ferns. Like, he is. Th- those shows are funny. Uh, yeah. I watched another version. I watched another episode of Afterlife. I don't know what one I'm on, but those continue to be hilarious. But again, those are like, <sighs> um. What's the word I'm looking for? The uh, not game plan. Uh, what's the plan? The layout. The uh, I don't know. Whatever it is. Anyway, the way that if if you watch any Ricky Gervais and then you watch like his stand up and then you watch Afterlife, like there's a lot of similarities. And I think of like Seinfeld, who obviously had you know his whole. Uh, really unique way to doing his show his show with like having the comedy club and then cutting to actual real life stuff like i feel so much like that's the ricky gervais afterlife show where it's like a lot of the content feels like he it feels like he's doing his stand-up just in in uh sitcom form mm-hmm. which like is kind yeah. of funny to think about but um it's it's funny and i it, somebody one of our smashies johnny wrote me the other day ab not anthony Barella, but somebody else wrote me and said who are your top five comics and this was out of nowhere on instagram oh, wow i'm like how would you answer that let's start there uh i mean, I mean I, you're not into comic quite the same way i am not, but you not kind modern of are, comics but, i mean um bill hicks I mean, obviously, I really, I really like um, Richard Pryor. Obviously, <laughs> no, um, I don't know enough Richard. Bill Pryor. Cosby. I know yeah. how you like Bill. <laughs> you went pages, out with Bill a few pages. Times. <laughs> <laughs> time to find your crayons um, and your pencils. <laughs> um, I, re- I mean, God, I'm so old. I really liked Robin Williams' stand up. Um, yeah, Dave Chappelle is phenomenal. Um, yeah. Okay, that's funny. Yep. Um, I know he's got obviously there's issues with him in general, but he's he's hilarious. Uh, is he though? I think he's yeah. I think he's I think I think he's very because I think my exact phrasing funny. to AB was like I don't think is he's as funny as everyone else says he is. I think he's he's extremely but anyway. I think he's fine. extremely observational. He tends to tell like longer stories that don't hit a huge haha punchline sometimes, but I, I enjoy listening to do his stand up. Um, okay. Trying to think who else, um, should I go through like the ones I watched, uh, at growing up the amazing Jonathan, Paula Poundstone, <laughs> all of them that were on comedy central, <laughs> Paula Poundstone, Andrew Dice Clay, Brian Reagan, 
who still <laughs> does comedy and apparently is very funny. Um, Regan, Reagan, whatever his name was. Yeah, I, I guess uh-huh. that would be like the. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I don't watch a ton of modern comedy. Like, occasionally I'll watch a Netflix comedy yeah. special, but like nothing. There, there, ha- there hasn't been a ton of uh, recent ones that I've really enjoyed that haven't been, you know, older comics, probably. Um, Chris Rock is still very, very funny. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, Louis yeah, C.K. And- Louis C.K. was very funny, and he probably still is. Mm-hmm. I just haven't mm-hmm. really... Since the incident, I kind of am just... Oh, that incident. Is that <laughs> what we call it now? <laughs> yeah, since, since, since his run-in with the... Uh, you know, the Me Too movement, he, uh, I, I've kind of just been, shh, yeah. Yeah, it was a whole other story. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. I think he was listening to our after show and somehow comedy came up and he asked, who are my top five comics? And I, I and I feel a little bit, um, basic, I guess would be another phrase to use with it in that who I listed off. Like I think of, I mean, I saw uh, Daniel Tosh when he was in, I'm going to call it his peak, but I saw him, a handful of us saw him in Madison, Wisconsin. And I, the way that I, I described him was, I wasn't done laughing at his previous joke before he was already, already killing me with his next joke. Like dollar for dollar, like joke for joke, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get any better value than Daniel Tosh. We saw, we saw and, Aziz Ansari, which I really enjoyed quite a bit too. And I said uh, Aziz Ansari, who I think is, uh, was definitely pretty good. And then you think of like your Bill Mars, who I think is, is uh, pretty good. Mm. Um, I remember seeing Lewis Black in Madison, not that long ago, a couple years ago in Madison, Wisconsin. And he was okay. And yeah, it, I, it, you know, like I any comic, Summerfest. like, yeah. yeah, there's there's a uh, there's a very particular like style, and either you like it or you don't. Yeah, and Lewis Black was just okay at the time. Um, I think Anthony Jeselnik is funny. He's he's dark and he's very slow. Like he's the exact opposite of Daniel Tosh in that, like his delivery is so incredibly slow and methodical, uh, as opposed to Daniel, who's just so much more quicker with them. But yet. Um, very entertaining, just the same. And and before he was a bit really big deal, and he was basically just a YouTube sensation. Uh, I and he now trends to a much younger crowd. Like Bo Burnham was hilarious when I saw him at uh, what not Riverside. I don't but, know if uh, he trends Turner. to a younger crowd anymore. <laughs> well, he, at, at one but point at he time, did. At the time, and that was uh, he 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 was at Turner, and I remember I saw him at Turner Ballroom. Uh, which Shasta and uh, Paul Oman were at not too long ago for a different concert. But anyway, he was at Turner many years ago, and Bur- Bo Burnham at the time was hilarious. So I don't know. Those are a few that just like jumped out at me, um, you know, some of which I've seen in person, most of which I haven't. And then. Um, yeah, you watched you know, the funny. You watched the Bo Burnham Netflix special, the COVID one, right? Uh, yeah, and I didn't. Uh, I liked it. Was it was easy for me not to like that. Oh, like, I, I enjoyed it. it. Is that inside? Yes, I think that was Bo Burnham inside. I didn't care for that. Like, let's just say he's put out twenty pieces of work. I've enjoyed nineteen of them, and that would be the one I didn't. Yeah, no, I like what I I could tell. I mean, I've I've watched most of his other stuff on Netflix specials and some of the YouTube where he does the funny piano thing, and like that's all right. But I enjoyed Inside much better. But but he's he's, and yeah, 
He's just good. He's just I don't a very know if I'd see comedy guy. Uh yes, yeah, he definitely is. Um one of these days. Mark my words, people. Somebody will have to hold me to this. One of these days, and maybe it's going to happen in a situation like this week, for example, where I'll go to an open mic night in like Charlotte, but I won't tell anyone and I'll just go do it alone. One of these days, I would like to think that I will do that. I keep and, saying that. I don't and know. You if would get up happen, and do open mic? I would consider. I would consider do, do it. You got a tight five minutes, Tara? You can. No, no. No, then I, I probably they say like a type five is really more like two minutes. Yeah, but no, I, I, I um, probably wouldn't get up. There. I don't. I have notes jotted down in a in a in a Google document, and um, I just I just would love to try it someday. Um, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but I keep thinking that it will. I think I've so, told you I've told you this story. I don't know if I've ever told it on the on the the, the podcast about the absolute worst open mic night that I ever went to um, at it was at uh, the safe house here in Milwaukee. Okay. They had, they had an open mic comedy night. And so you had these people come up and most of them were not funny. Like I sat there, I was like, all right, there's a chuckle here, there. Some gentleman walked up on stage and we're all sitting there. I remember here's so-and-so everyone kind of gives a little golf clap. And he comes up and he's very difficult to understand because he's like slurring his words. And at first I was thinking like, what's going on? And it becomes clear almost. I couldn't tell if he had special needs and was trying to do comedy. And in that aspect, I was like, okay, like it's very difficult to understand him, but you know, good, good for him for getting up there whatever. But he kept going and kept going. And I was like, all right, nobody's laughing at this point. It's gone on too long. And finally, it's like, okay, your time's up. He stops and just says, in the clearest English I've ever heard, you guys just don't know what funny is then. <laughs> and, and I was like, Ouch. you were pretending to like be handicapped to tell, and telling jokes? And then you just walked off stage like normal. And I was like, it was like the most awkward, like everybody's like looking at each other and there's probably 25 or 30 people in this like kind of smallish room. I forget who I was even with at the time. Um, cause it wasn't, it wasn't my wife. I don't remember if I was there by myself, went to an open mic night one night, but everyone's like, what did we just witness? <laughs> like it was the worst awkward feeling and not funny thing that I think maybe I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And that kind of plays into the idea of like, clearly you feel like you're uh, like the response is so much different. If you go to somewhere where either no one knows you or yeah. no one else is going with you or whatever, and you just go and if you bomb, you bomb. And then mm -hmm. it's like, okay, well, I don't know any of those people. No big deal. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say like I bask in the idea of that, but clearly that's where, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Um, so, Todd yeah, Alan Risley says like Andy Kaufman I, he, kind he was before of, our time is that yeah, fair oh, is that's a oh, fair statement before, yeah, he was well yeah, before our well before he was before our late, time he might be your late time. 70s early 80s for Andy Kaufman yeah, stuff um, and I'm not saying you're old Alan Alan but. you are Um, but no uh, and Alan Andy Kaufman was kind of he was getting at like the guy I was watching it 
just didn't. Yeah, I, I mean, Andy Kaufman was quirky, very quirky, but th- this guy was just literally pretending to be have some sort of mental handicap, and it just. It it was like afterwards, it just felt so again, it was so weird. Like, cause at the time you're thinking when he's doing this, you're like, okay, you know, good for him. And then it just got worse and worse. And then at the end you were just like, wow, that I just feel really gross and dirty now. <laughs> so, yeah, I could see that. Um, <laughs> just imagine Terry going on kill Tony and Bert Kreischer is the guest. I don't, I don't know. Well, I don't know I've what Kill Tony the, is. So the funny thing is, I've heard of Bert Kreischer clearly from through disc yeah. golf. I had no clue who who he was before disc golf. Oh really? Yeah. He he was he his. And I don't know Kill Tony is either. So his shtick was absolutely. He's the guy that gets on stage and then like he immediately just takes his shirt off and he has a slightly better build than me. Yeah, I've seen him, obviously. So he's just like a very That's phys- just like his phys- physical comedy kind of. Well, it's not necessarily that it's physical comedy, but for whatever reason, and I honestly, I don't, I haven't watched enough of him to know for sure, but he's just like, yeah, cool. I'm going to get on stage. I'm not in shape, but let's just rip my shirt off, like just to get that out of the way. And uh, he does, you know, he does a podcast, Two Bears, One Cave or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and he can be funny and everything else, and that that's all great. But like part of his absolute like shtick is, yeah, let's just get on stage. And the second I get on stage, I'm just going to take my shirt off. And somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's very much, um, like just his like go to, okay. like that's just part of his act. And so he does all of his act, and just I guess for lack of a better phrase, he's just basically embracing like, hey, I'm not like a supermodel. This is just me. And here, I don't know if I'm letting my guard down or what his, his logic is to it. But it's different for again, everybody. He's like, but you can do that. He's like actually. a notch in better shape than I am. Like, yeah, you, not you by can, much. You can do that without actually taking your shirt off. Like, there are correct. There are like, I can own it. Yeah. I can just wear like a blue, yeah. you know, but coastal shirt. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Carlin friend, Tom Segura is definitely one of the, is definitely his, uh, that's a co-host of his podcast and I haven't really gotten, gotten into it, but I know it's two bears, one cave, I think it is. And apparently it's a pretty popular podcast and I'm, I always say the same thing. I don't dismiss podcasts and I don't dismiss disc golf media and other, all these other people, because I think I'm in any way, shape or form any better than, or I just, I just don't have time to consume them. And so I don't consume any of it. Um, Bert's stand-up isn't as popular. There's a documentary about George Carlin, so on and so forth. Anyway, all right. Let's well, wrap guys. this up, Ter. Yeah, you guys have spoken. Uh, looking forward to an incredible week here in South Carolina. As soon as I'm done here, I pretty much then travel over to Bend, uh, we're going to have five days in Bend, which is another quick story, like the play-in day on Wednesday, and then Thursday, well, I'm sorry, they're going to be playing in Charlotte. I'm going to be in Bend. But there's a play-in day on Wednesday, then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for the Disc Golf Pro Tour Championships. We already talked about the massive payout, Barbasol, blah, 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 that's all that assuming, awesome stuff. That's assuming you're not arrested from missing jury duty. Uh, <laughs> good point. You are right on that. Um, 
this week should be a lot of fun. I I hope to join you guys nightly. Johnny V will be right there telling me that the audio is gone or there's double or triple audio or whatever uh, as I click on these buttons. But or hosting a uh, really honestly podcast. looking forward. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. I look at all of the uh, standard uh, staples that are out there on our podcast. So thank you guys for joining. I guess that's about it for Johnny V. I'm the Disc Golf Guy, 423, coming to you out of Rock Thrill, Charlotte, Milwaukee, all that stuff. USDGC, Throw Pink Women's Championships. We'll see you on the Disc Golf Network when you step inside the Smashbox. That doesn't make sense, but we'll see you next time. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.